Hello, my name is Ernie Vecchio, author, trauma psychologist, and mentor, inviting you to join me on the Heart is Compass podcast. As is always the case, the path forward is inward. I will see you on the inside. Talking to a friend uh, last week sometime, and he recognizes that maybe he's not as present as he would like to be. And so I referred him to your podcast. He did listen to quite a few, he said. And he said, to be honest, I find it really daunting to try and wrap my head around what's being shared. It feels daunting. Well, and so what you're telling is you tell me what it is that you're looking for, and we'll make a podcast around that. Oh, I didn't think um, Yeah, because what he's really saying is that the language is foreign to him. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. Which is why I used that squirrel analogy to talk about getting hit by life in the nose. It was a simple way to talk about where you were before you got punched in the nose and where you were after you got punched in the nose. Mm-hmm. And that, that interpretation between those two events is really the source of psychological disorder. Well, to, to people that don't talk that way or listen to that or think that way, it's all gobbledygook. To yeah, yeah. So find out what language works for him. Find out what it is he wants to hear, and we'll make a podcast. Which is what I'm kind of been telling people with the tiny books thing. What I'm saying on the Tiny Book website, thank you for coming to Tiny Books, big questions, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you send me a question, then I'll, or I'll make a Tiny Book based upon your question mm-hmm. and, send you, and send you a free copy. And it's really sad. They don't know what questions to ask. Narrow it down to their individual personal lives. Well, what in your life would you like to change? What in your life do you think is uh, preventing you, in this case of, of your friend, you know, what do you think is preventing you from being present? What's what's taking you away from presence, and then and then we find whatever his language is, or you can even use if you had to give me an image, yeah, 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 for what you're feeling right now. What image would you give me? Yeah, yeah, I will ask him that. And I said, well, you know, Ernie has this book called Feelings and Reason, and there's a chapter in there. Um, uh, what is the chapter? Feelings and emotions, right? Yeah, 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 the difference between the two, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, it might be a helpful thing. What happens for me when there's a a target or a topic, and I know beforehand, then I can spend time kind of contemplating around that, and then I come up with questions. And you are just incredibly wonderful at that. I've actually said things to you in conversations that I've never said before. Yeah. because, Because of your questions. Gave me a wonderful compliment. Where where did you learn this shit? Because no question that I ask you, do you seem to not have an answer for? And it was mm-hmm. kind of like you don't hesitate. You just boom, you have an answer. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like I, it's just all there. And I'm not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But but I can't pull it out of me. Somebody has to pull it out of mm-hmm. me. And that's the and that's the beauty of having clients. I mean, back when I had a caseload of fifty and sixty people, and and I was you know, and they were constantly pulling stuff out of me all the time. I would learn something uh, in the hour with that with that patient, not just about them, but about the work. Mm-hmm. I would learn another angle to come at a, a particular topic or another way to discuss something. And 
And so that was very stimulating to me, and it just kind of kept me moving in the process. And uh, because clients stimulate me to to kind of be on my toes about this and to say things that meets their language and meets their terminology, whatever it is, and um, which I can do very – I mean, I can meet somebody exactly where they are. And explain it in a way that they're going to understand it. Yeah, that's what they really mean is your language – is just foreign to me. Can you say it a different way? Like I was thinking the other day when I was out when I was out hiking. Um, you know, I jokingly said years ago that religious people are locked in arithmetic and spirituality is is math. Mm-hmm. And they and they don't and most of the lay public are quite content with arithmetic. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then in my thinking, I went to the, to the concept of a calculator. And that each of us have this internal calculator that has the capacity for math, but we simply just do arithmetic. And the reason why is because of this cognitive behavioral stuff of how you think is how you feel. If the goal in life coaching is to get somebody to the number four, one coach would tell you that one plus one plus one plus one equals four, where another coach might say that one and a half and two and a half equals four, or another coach would say two plus two is four. So we would all agree there's a limited number of ways to get to four. Mm-hmm. But what if I told you that spirituality is beyond arithmetic? It's beyond adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing, which is what arithmetic is. Spirituality is algebra and plane geometry and calculus, mm-hmm. and now even quantum physics. Right. So, yeah, yeah. And so what if I told you that? Well, that just intimidates people. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're really saying when they say, I listened to the podcast and I didn't get it, or it's daunting. I only know arithmetic. I heard calculus. One of the, the many guests that you have in being – I would consider a good teacher is you a lot of times use analogy and parables. Yeah, I do that because it's right brain specific. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, what I'm doing is uh, you're you're asking your question from the left side of the brain, and I'm answering the question from the, to the right side of the brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm getting the right hemisphere involved in the question, and so that's really what I'm doing. That's the benefit of metaphor and analogy yeah. and symbolism. And, yeah. And that's why self-image is so much more powerful than self-talk. Hmm. And and look at all of the time we spend on self-talk. Hmm. When people go into therapy, what they're really going into therapy for is to get somebody to coach them how to change their self-talk. What hmm. they're not doing is how to change their self-image. And what would that be like? To change a person's self-image, you first have to get an image of self. And so that's why I asked the question, if you had to give me an image for what you're feeling right now, that's Mm -hmm. a self-image exercise. And we have images for every emotion, every feeling, every belief that we have. We have images Mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're more powerful because if if you're going to build the structure called ego, and that structure is made of bricks, right? Every image is a brick that makes the structure. So when somebody's giving you an image, they're giving you one brick of a larger image of something else. What is that um, analogy of the elephant in the room? If you had five people standing around the elephant and one person saw the tail, one person saw the leg, you know, they could only describe what they see. Well, Mm -hmm. what you're doing with self-image is you're getting them to back further and further away from the elephant 
so they can see the whole elephant. Because hmm. all they have the capacity to give you is just what's in the viewfinder. Hmm. They, they only have the capacity to give you what is in their immediate view. Yeah. And so psychotherapy is to try to get you to back up further away from what it is you're looking at. And then you take a step back, and then you take another step back, and then pretty soon you're back far enough to see the entire image of what it is you're describing. And then when you do that, you can get into what is observing. Mm-hmm. What's observing the image, not who is observing the image. The needle turns in our compass heart. Get the feeling it's pointing to the stars. Something so much bigger, so much better. 